Yes. My guide to limoncello for Americans is, first of all, if they give you warm shot glasses, it's trash. You send it back. That's what you tell them. You say, I send it back. That's true. And they'll understand what you mean. Then if it tastes like bullshit, such as lemon flavor added to vodka, that's what it is. And it's trash. You send it back. That's what you tell them. <laughs> I send it back. And they'll understand. They might not understand. They might splash in your eyes. I don't know. But... Welcome to A-Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. And if you want some pretty awesome bonus content, just hop on over to patreon.com slash A-Grade podcast, where you can get behind the scenes pictures, videos, a report card of every place we have ever visited and reviewed, and a lot more. So again, that's over on patreon.com slash A-Grade podcast. Head over there if you're interested. There should be a link in the description as well. My name is Joe, and I am joined, as always, of course, by none other than... Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. And we are back. Yes, we made it. We are back from L'Italia. After two days filled with travel, we are back back home <laughs> i don't know if that comes up on the microphone me screaming into my hands but i'm gonna do it again it was because quite a travel day yesterday travel days the travel last couple days. Of days but yes so obviously if you're joining us for the first time we normally review american craft breweries and coffee roasters because those are awesome places that don't get enough love and they're often some of the best businesses we find out there but we go to other places and of course sometimes we go to italy sometimes we do <laughs> like we did this last month really yes unfortunately if you go back and listen to our last episode you can hear the absolutely horrendous audio quality and that of course was the result of the fact that our soundboard plug exploded basically blew up it could have been a lot worse actually i was afraid that we knocked out all of the power for rome all together well the lights actually went off in the airbnb and my immediate thought was wow this is how we get extradited out of italy yes we're in big trouble i need to send a really weird text message to the airbnb host yeah uh, we, we may have blown up your airbnb i don't know it also smelled crazy like burning wire but well, that was because the power, the surge protector did its yes. job, yes. which was it blew up. Essentially, it actually cracked. I wish I took a picture of it, but it actually cracked and fried the circuitry or whatever inside the wiring inside. The good news about all of that is that the soundboard is fine. Yes. We had a backup plug back home, but the bad news is, of course, we weren't back home. So we had to wait until we got home to get the right plug and here we are we're back now. and we're back and in it the sounds much better i yes. know for sure <laughs> and in the meantime we have some random bonus content on youtube our youtube channel if you want to check it out some people have really liked those videos especially the mcdonald's reviews yeah we went so in deep. head over there if yeah. you're interested in our grading of mcdonald's yeah we particularly we have, we have some fun content on youtube yes. just for fun of course the main stuff is here is here this is the real gold but yeah. anyways long story short we basically as we had planned wanted to review several different locations in italy and we kind of divided it up into the four areas that we really spent time in, which were Florence, Rome, Sorrento, and the Amalfi Coast. So basically what we're going to do the next few episodes is take time reviewing one of those places at a time. And we're going to give a grade, not of the city itself, but our experience within those places. Yeah. So we did do some discussing beforehand and we 
actually think that our rubric that we use for coffee roasters and craft beer breweries works perfectly for cities as well. Yeah. So we're going to go through each city. We're going to talk about atmosphere and ambiance, service, food, and drink in those cities. And it kind of seems like it works. It works, I think, really well. And I'm actually yeah. kind of excited because I think it's going to be a nice reference point to kind of get us through and wrap our heads around how we would grade each city. Yeah. And there's so much that I can't wait to say, especially because obviously we're going to be talking about our coffee and beer and food and drink experiences in these places. There's so much to say about yes. that on its own, but also in relation to our experiences back home and why we go specifically to normally coffee roasters and craft breweries as opposed to coffee shops and bars, which we also do, but we don't, that's not what we feature for very specific reasons that we've talked about in the past in episodes. And it's really enlightening, I think, based on our experiences in Italy, why we're going to continue to do that. Yeah. And I think I'm kind of excited for this rubric in general when we're talking about travel locations as well, because I think and I hope that if you're listening, whether you listen for beer content or coffee content or just in general, hopefully this might be helpful if you're planning your own trip or looking for places to go. Oh, we're going to have recommendations yes. on what to do and what to avoid. And what not to do. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number one, do not get in a cab in Naples. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, might not, you, you might not make it, but if you do, you're going to be ahead of schedule. If you make it, you're going to make it. In record-breaking time. Record-breaking time. <laughs> light, light speed time. Yes. <laughs> I still am having like flashbacks of that cab ride. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So let's uh, get into it. I guess it. we're going to start today with Florence. Yes. Which was, of course, our first stop. We flew into Rome, but we immediately took a train from the Rome. Well, we took a train from the Rome airport to the city of Rome. Yes. And then, which is like half an hour. And then we took a train from there to Florence, which was, how long was it? Maybe an, an hour, hour and, and 15 minutes. Yeah. It's a bullet train or a fast train, like they call it in Italy. And it gets yeah. you there really fast. It's probably one of the fastest trains I've been on. Yeah. And of course, as well, since normally when we do an episode, we talk about a place right after we've experienced it. The problem with the soundboard situation was that it's been almost a month now since we were in Florence. And I remember it really well, but we figured we'd just take a few minutes to go through. And luckily, Jackie takes meticulous notes in her travel journal. <laughs> so she's going to read through her travel journal and help refresh our minds, particularly mine, because I know that there are very specific experiences that I, I want to refresh and, and be able to reflect upon as we give our grades. So do you want to start going sure. through? Sure. And the last thing I'll say before I start is I think it's also going to be helpful that we did the whole trip before we start these individual episodes yeah. because each city has its own its own culture, its own feel, its own ambiance, its own atmosphere. So it'll be interesting to see how they compare now that we have the big picture. Yeah, it's a good point too. Okay. So I'll start with our recap. Joe, chime in as much or as little as you'd like. I'm going to read through my journal and you'll hear about some of the things that we did in Florence. So when we got there, it was really interesting because, first of all, it was bizarrely easy to go through Italian customs. Yeah, suspiciously We've heard easy. some like nightmares about travel stories and we have some of our own. But getting from Rome to Florence, from the Rome airport to Florence was suspiciously easy. That was one of and, the easiest parts of the traveling. Right. Yeah. We had no trouble at all. When, as you said, we took a speed train and it went through all of these beautiful Tuscan valleys and we went through villages that you can see that were set up like in front of and behind mountains, sunflower fields, wine orchards everywhere. 
and rolling green fields. Yeah, I think going through Tuscany like that was such a cool initial experience. However, I didn't get much sleep the night before and I didn't sleep on the plane and I was so jet lagged. I was struggling so hard (laughs) to keep my eyes open on the train because it was so beautiful. So that train ride alone is already adding to my atmosphere and ambiance grade because it's such a beautiful way to enter the city of Florence is just kind of deliriously viewing the rolling countryside of Tuscany (laughs) in your main manic state of just jet Jet lag, lag. whatever, (laughs) dementia as you head into Florence. Really beautiful stuff. Yeah. So when you arrive into Florence, you arrive at a train station and Florence is very small. So you can walk very easily. We walk from the train station to a cafe to have lunch, which was close to our Airbnb while we were waiting to check in. Was that Ben's cafe? Okay. So the first place we went was Ben's cafe. It was on a little corner cobblestone street and we had some food there, which we'll probably talk about. We had our first coffees in Florence, in mm-hmm. Italy. We had eggs and toast, which became a big staple of our trip, and fresh pressed orange juice. Oh, all right. I remember that's yes. where I first was introduced to fresh pressed orange juice, which blew my mind because I'm so used to just diarrhea orange juice in America that's mostly whatever fake sugar. And it was pretty standard where you would go somewhere and and get that fresh orange juice stuff. So yeah, something for the drink category points. For yeah, sure. it was a good first experience because it really did encompass a lot of what we did for the rest of the trip. <laughs> yeah, we were able to check in early to our Airbnb, which was amazing. And then we took a nice two hour nap, which was very necessary as well. It was highly necessary, <laughs> severely necessary. Yes. So in Florence, a lot of Everything is on one side of the river, but you can walk over bridges, one called the Ponte Vecchio, which has on the bridge shops, old churches, cobblestone streets. It's just beautiful. It's it's kind of like that bridge in London, right? Yeah. But a smaller version. Right. And it's a pedestrian bridge. So it's just people walking, which is really cool. So we went over to the other side of the river the first night we were there. And we went to a place called Borgo Antico. And it's in Piazza Santo Sprinto. We It was our first meal in Italy. We sat outside, which is another common feature for everywhere we ate pretty much in Florence. And we sat in the square. There was shade. You get a table waiters and waitresses come over we ordered our first pizza and it was really a great start we were overlooking a beautiful church and Mm -hmm. sitting outside in a square where there's people and it's so alive and it was just a really good start then after that we went and got beers at a brewery which was the only i think brewery that we had found in the entire trip and it was called yeah, Arkea Brewery. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about that a little, I yeah. think, when we get to the drink session. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But we had they had honey ales. They had session IPAs. It was definitely a locals bar, but it was awesome to start our trip at a brewery because it was the only brewery we were actually able to find in Italy altogether. Yeah. So that night, we walked back to the hotel. We fell asleep early. And the next day was our full day in Florence. Yeah, we were only in Florence for one full day. We yes. had the travel day. One full day, and then we left basically the the following one, which is crazy because as you're describing it, I thought that we did a lot in Florence. And when you were recapping on our way home yesterday, I thought I thought we were in Florence for a week. Yeah, we got it, to see it a lot. It felt so much longer. And we'll talk about this later, but Florence is a relatively compact city, which is why I think people love it so much is that you can 
get the feel of it in one day. Yeah. Which is amazing. And, but you can also spend a year there. You know, there's so much there. Yeah. There's so many study abroad programs there. Yeah. Um, and I'm not surprised why. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. So the second day we woke up super early because we had a ticket to climb the famous Duomo. Yeah. At 8.15. That was a highlight of the trip for me, what climbing the Duomo. A highlight of the trip. So where we actually climbed was called Bushnelli's Dome. And, you know, over the next couple of <laughs> podcast episodes, excuse my pronunciations or feel free eh, to stupido americano. correct me. I'm going to do the best I can um, for things that I can't <laughs> exactly say right. I apologize in advance, but I hope this is helpful for you as I go through it. Um, so when we climbed the dome, we went in and you climbed 473 steps to the very top. That is hilarious that you say that now, because I remember doing that and thinking, wow, that's a lot of steps. The last episode will do a few from now about the Almafi coast. Yeah. 400 steps is child's play. That was just to our room. No, four, no not even. 400 steps yeah. is just getting up to the Airbnb <laughs> from the piazza that you already walked a thousand steps to get up to. Yes. So yeah, Duomo is not a problem, but I'm glad we started there I'm glad we started with before that. the Almafi coast because the other way wouldn't have been good. Right. However, if we had done the Duomo after the Almafi coast, it would have been a, Easy. a, breeze. a breeze. And it still wasn't terrible. No. But... That was one of my favorite uh, experiences. experiences of the trip. If you like history or even feeling as if you're in a castle or something, because there are those confined spiral tunnels and staircases and that sort of thing, I 10 out of 10 recommend that. And I still... If you're claustrophobic, maybe not. No, yeah. definitely don't do yeah. this. My mom, who's probably listening right now, mom, you cannot climb no, the Seriously, <laughs> seriously, it's not... You would it's, panic. It's not for claustrophobic people, I no. don't think. Yeah. No, not at all. But and if you are if you think you can handle it, it's worth it. And honestly, I thought, we'll talk about this later too, but I thought the Duomo was probably the, one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen in my life yeah, it was like amazing. when you turn a corner it takes your breath away it is the biggest cathedral with this dome on top that i'll talk about more in my journal when we get to it in the recap but i mean it is just it is worth seeing yeah. it is worth going to florence just for the duomo and you do get to see the inside while yes. you're climbing it because there's a part where you go around there's a full sort of balcony on the inside once you go up maybe halfway and you can see the full paintings on the inside of the dome and it's unbelievable again we'll talk about that compared to some of these other places i think next week we'll talk about rome because that was the second city we stayed in and comparing that to something like the sistine chapel but spoiler alert i thought the duomo was way more impressive way, for yeah. reasons that we'll talk about yes. when we talk about the shit show that the vatican was that <sighs> day yeah. just because it was so crowded but even artistically i was just blown away by everything about that the inside of that dome as well as the outside of it yeah if you're in florence it is such an inexpensive tour it's the thing to, to do. do it's the thing and to do it gets you tickets to other things as well so if you buy one ticket you have access to climb the duomo duomo go to the top of the dome you also have access to all the museums in the, on the property and some other you know random stuff it was really really incredible and it's going to go pretty high. It's going to really factor into my atmosphere and ambiance grade for the city. Yeah, for sure. 
So as we were walking to the top, some of the steps are curved, some are straight, some go around the arch. At one point, you go inside, like you said, and you get up close to the Judgment Day painting that's on the ceiling. That's what the it's wild. painting is yeah. called. I mean, it's massive. Yeah, it's really cool. At the top, when you make it, you go outside and you get a glorious view of the city below. And it's actually a 360 degree view because you can yep. walk all the way around and th they do not rush you. You have all the time you want. It, Which is really nice compared to a lot of other things where you yes. do feel rushed in Italy. And getting the first appointment is really, really important. Because, I think that was a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Because there would probably be a line inside the steps if you go later in the day because yeah. they, there is somebody you know, blocking when you can come up and go down. And I'm sure that they have a limit of how many people well, when we, can be up there. When we went down, when we were ready to go down, it was packed. It was packed. So we picking the first one was key. I say, and again, this is going to come up more than once in the upcoming episodes. If you have the option of the earliest possible tour, take it. Take it. And I'm not a morning person and no. I'm saying this because it's such a different experience to get there and not be rushed as opposed to being cattle card and not able to breathe and just the stress of all of that. So that probably helped with this experience, but I think it's a miraculous experience regardless. Miraculous. I should say as well, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed, which I know you haven't, <laughs> but if you have, this is also a must do. Video game corner. <laughs> yeah, video game. This this week's episode, uh, this episode's uh, video game corner. Yeah, if you've played Assassin's Creed, you know exactly what I'm referring to of that architecture and design. And you can sort of, get that vibe of oh yeah this is what it, that is supposed to be which yeah is really cool it's just something that came to mind when we were there and going from video game corner i'll go into a little history corner because i did some research oh maybe i'll play some history music Ooh, yeah no i'm not doing that oh come on i don't know how to do that i will figure it out uh, that means i have to figure I'll it out i'll help i'll watch <laughs> okay thanks some info thank you for your support about the duomo that i learned is that it was the church itself was built in the year 1296. However, they did not have the technology yet to build the, the dome, and the dome was built later in 1436 or finished. It took uh, 200 years yes. to figure it out? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. That'd be like if we started building a spaceship today and they said, well, we don't know how to build the, the sci-fi part. Well, we'll wait until it's sci-fi time. It just only take 200 years. I mean, that's forward thinking. I guess so. That's yeah. like really forward thinking. That's impressive. It's super impressive. And it was not impressive just to us. It was impressive back then as well. Oh, it actually God, became, can you imagine? That dome yeah. itself became a model. The specific way that they built it became a model for how domes were built in the Renaissance all over. Yeah. All over Italy. Yeah, and it's probably the, beyond. It's the OG dome. It's and the goat. When they were talking about uh, St. Peter's Basilica in, in Rome... Michelangelo, what he said about that was that I am going to make the Duomo's sister. It's going to be bigger, but not more beautiful. And nice. I thought that was just a great quote. And that's Mike for you. Last magic Mike, baby. Magic M Michelangelo, who's like, we'll talk about later. But last thing that I wrote down for the history corner, corner is that the doors on the one of the buildings in the Duomo complex. Oh, right. Yeah. Because it's are, a bunch of big buildings. Yes, yeah. Are, ru are rumored and in in history and lore to have been the first thing that was actually made during the during the Renaissance, the birth of the Renaissance, because it was a competition 
for who could create the best doors. And it kind of sparked some creativity and it brought alive the city of Florence, which is considered the birth of the Renaissance. And whether that's true or not, I love the story. It helps give you a feel for what's going on. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it, that's one of those stories where who cares if it's true? It, it doesn't need Whatever. to be real. Yeah. It, it, it is It is as real to me as if it, it wasn't. It does the job. It gets yeah, the point done. Exactly. Okay. So after that, we had brunch at a wonderful little restaurant called Mela Lucia. Oh, the one on the water. Yes. Yeah, that was really good. It's a yeah. Q cafe right on the Arno River near Ponte Alley Bridge. Uh, again, we had toast iced coffee you had a bagel we tried croissants i mean we ate did i get a pour over coffee there no you did the day before at At ben's Ben's. yeah okay yes after that we took an incredible walk up to the piazza michelangelo which again i'd highly recommend if you go to florence that was cool yeah it's kind of like an off the beaten path place but what happens is you walk up and you have a sweeping view of the entire city it was really really hot like everywhere. Ugh. So after that, we I went... I have a new love for it a- was air conditioning. beautiful, but we went back to the hotel and took a nap. <laughs> I also... Yes. I was in Italy for... How long were we there? Three and a half weeks, maybe? Yeah. I probably took 1,000 showers. Yes. <laughs> Every chance I got, I just took a cold shower. And yes. I'm not a cold shower guy, no. <laughs> but I, be, I, I am one now. We took a lot of showers. <laughs> yeah. It was necessary. It was so hot, but worth it. Yeah. After we woke up, we felt like exploring a little. So part of the Duomo ticket gets you into the Museum dell'Opera Duomo. Oh, that was really cool. Which was incredible. And spoiler alert, my favorite museum of the trip. Spoiler alert. Don't go to the stupid Statue of David. Don't go to the Statue of David. Because we didn't. Because we said, well, why why don't we check it out anyway? See if there's a line. Literally couldn't see the beginning of the line. It was so many blocks long. And it didn't matter if you had pre-planned tickets or anything. You still had to wait in line to get into this museum and see the David. And the museum we went to instead is right behind the Duomo in that piazza or square or whatever. And it's part of your and, ticket and to climb amazing. the Duomo. And they everyone's going to see Michelangelo's David, which, of course, is amazing. Eh, but the sure museum, okay. the, the Duomo Museum has three incredible sculptures done by Michelangelo in one room. Just go there. And it's not crowded. And you get to look at Michelangelo's art and they have something from when he was young, like one of his first ones, something in the middle of his career and towards the end. And I mean, it was striking. It was was some of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Some of those sculptures were unbelievable with the detail. The detail. You could see the bones and the feet and veins and... It's just mind I want to cry just thinking about it. Like, it, it was actually, like, emotional for me to see Michelangelo's yeah. art. I never actually, like, spoke to me before this time. I thought it was really, really beautiful. And, again, there was no line you to can appreciate that. stuff when there aren't crowds around yeah. in a way that you can't. It's almost worth seeing um, the less impressive stuff to... But, but it's not even that it is, less impressive. I don't even know if it's less impressive like, because there was also, yeah. I think there was a piazza a few minutes walk from our Airbnb yes. that had a giant, maybe bronze statue yes. of David. And I think it was supposed to be to spec. like it An was, exact replica. Right. So I said, we basically saw it. it. It's big. It's impressive. Whatever. Let's go. That cool museum has actual also shout statues out to that the, were amazing. Yeah. Shout out to the Rick Steves guidebook, which told us about that hashtag Rick Steves, hashtag uh, uh, the best. <laughs> uh, sh- share us, Rick Steves, yes. please, if you're listening. <laughs> so that's the museum, my fa- one of my favorite museums of the trip. 
After that, we relaxed and we went to dinner at a wonderful restaurant that was recommended to us by my friend. Shout out to my friend, Melanie, who I work with. If you're listening, thank you for the recommendations. It was one of our favorite dinners. And we had dinner and a bottle of wine. The place was called Fattoria Rossi. And I wrote that it was so good. We got a spritz, a drink, Mm -hmm. a mojito, Mm -hmm. a bottle of wine. Yeah. An app, which was meat and cheese that they made there. Yep. Garlic bread, bruschetta. Two types of garlic bread, I think. Yes. Yeah. Bruschetta. Yeah. Bruschetta. Bruschetta. Pasta. A pork and cheese salad. And when I say pork, I mean like Italian, local. Magic, whatever. Magic (laughs) meat. Yeah. And a cheese plate for only 76 euro. And I think we calculated that would cost... I don't know, maybe $200 here back in New York, plus maybe a few toes, maybe a foot. They would charge you as well. So unbelievably well-priced. And that's something that's going to keep coming up as we continue talking. Especially in Florence and Rome. Yeah, Florence and Rome especially. Things were a little pricier down south uh, where it was a little more touristy maybe. But it was plenty touristy here. And the prices were so mind-bogglingly reasonable. And even unreasonable at points where... in terms of it being cheap, that yes. we loved it for that reason. It was incredible. <laughs> um, we did do a little ranking in my journal, and we gave that restaurant itself an A minus overall. Which, looking back, I think it deserves it. I, yeah, I, it was great. It was great. Yeah. After that, we went back towards the Duomo. We hung out out there because there's a really good um, bar atmosphere feel mm-hmm. around the Duomo, where all the shops kind of. Or, you know, people are still eating dinner. People are drinking. Mm-hmm. We wanted to find some limoncello. We did. It was terrible limoncello that we found. Worst limoncello worst of the ever trip. had. We've and had, we became limoncello addicts yeah, on this trip. And we've had great limoncello, but this was the worst of it. It was trash limoncello. But it was it was a bar. We went we went to a bar. So I learned about limoncello for Americans. Yes. My guide to limoncello for Americans is, first of all, it has to be cold. So you want it frozen the bottle in a freezer and you want the shot glasses also in a freezer if they give you warm shot glasses it's trash you send it back that's what you tell them you say i send it back that's true and they'll understand what you mean then what you want to taste for is that it tastes it's should taste like if you know what lemon drop candy tastes like it should taste like or the, an italian ice like or a an lemon italian, italian ice. ice should taste like the alcoholic version of those if it tastes like bullshit such as lemon flavor added to vodka, that's what it is. And it's trash. You send it back. That's what you tell them. I send it back. And they'll understand. They might not understand. They might splash in your eyes. I don't know. But uh, that's sort of what I learned. And the one that we got there in Florence was the gross flavored made up one. probably the only bad limoncello I had the entire trip. Yeah, there were definitely different grades of limoncello, though. There was definitely mediocre limoncello and great limoncello the rest of the trip. That was the only one that I said, this is bad limoncello. Yes. So, yeah. You heard it here, guys. You heard it here. <laughs> Lemoncello tip corner. You heard it here. You send it back. <laughs> so that was the conclusion of our night in Florence. The next morning, we woke up and unfortunately had to pack up and leave Florence. We stopped at a really small little bar, nothing super flashy or fancy. It was called Bar San Pranziano. We got a croissant, a coffee, and we walked to the train station to head to Rome. Yeah. And, and that, that was, concludes that our Florence. Florence recap. See, 
What an incredible two days it was. I, I'm still blown away that that was only really two days at most. I mean, maybe technically less if you break it down by hour, but there's so much to do there. Again, as we were saying earlier, I get why people do study abroad programs there. I'm definitely going to push for that at my university. Uh, so I'm going to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I feel it's, like it's, it's, it's a really cool place. It's worth going out of your way to go. We to. only scratched the surface and I would love to definitely go back and see more of the history and art yeah. and museums the stupid david statue the food yeah the david statue yeah anyways let's get into it atmosphere and ambiance so what do you, you think? since i've just talked a lot you start us off with atmosphere and ambiance what is your grade and why so i'm gonna go uh this is a little tricky right because when we normally grade atmosphere and ambiance, we're in one place. We're going to a craft brewery or a coffee roaster or wherever else. Here, we're kind of all over the place, but we're still in the city. So there's a lot of different tertiary factors going on. Like, do I count travel? Is travel service? Is that part of the atmosphere and ambiance? And I, 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 the other thing, too, is like, is this an Italy scale? Or is this an any city I've been to? Any city you've been to scale. Because I think, okay. I think we should use this rubric for a, when we travel around in the, the world. future okay, and we get, can use it deal. around the world i'm glad we're figuring this out now yes you guys are <laughs> seeing the, the thought process okay. live and on air <laughs> so uh, we've basically covered everything that we like about it and things that maybe we didn't like there were a couple of other things the one thing I, there were a couple of experiences that were kind of sketchy remember that guy with the soccer ball yes well, i don't know what that was about but there was this guy scary. there was there was a scary dude who was kicking a soccer ball just in the middle of the city. And when I say kick it, I mean, he was, uh, what's the her- version of like hurling a ball? Aggressively. But with, with a, yeah, aggressively kicking the soccer ball. N- very near people eating and drinking. I think tr- purposely trying to hit tourists. I think he was trying to hit tourists. He was he was a sniper to try to hit tourists with a soccer Scary. ball. And he, I think he was just trying to start shit. I, I, that was the vibe I got that this dude's nuts. And which makes sense. There's plenty of nutso people here. There's got to be nutso people there. I don't know what his deal was, but he kind of weirded me out. Also, when you go into the city city more, and when I say city city, I mean the bullshit stuff, like just grid and McDonald's restaurants and Starbucks and that sort of thing. I think you can find that stuff in Florence, but it's up more away from the downtown, which is by the David. The the downtown is this sprawling cobblestone by the Duomo is cobblestone. Y- yeah, fast. just curving streets and the tall buildings like you imagine in Renaissance Italy. It's basically a Renaissance town down there. That I would give an A to. But or the, even up by the where we went to the Piazza Michelangelo yeah. over there. Yeah. A little more local. So that I would give an A to, but when it becomes a little more city-like, it kind of loses all of that charm pretty quickly. So I don't know. I mean, if I had to pick a letter grade for atmosphere and ambiance just based on all of that, uh, is there anything else that I'm missing in terms of sketchiness or, so or highlights one, that we liked? The one thing I feel like we highlighted a lot about what we loved. And for me, the big things I loved was the feel of history, the Renaissance in that city. And it felt so alive. The past felt so alive walking through the cobblestone streets of Florence. And it's so compact and small that you can really feel safe and and know your way around there and feel like it's a manageable city. What I didn't like about Florence was not the fault of the city of its own. So I don't even know how to put this in, but there are so many tourists and so many people 
walking through the streets. Yeah. Well, that might have been like, the time during that we the went to. the day, going to the Duomo is like, you know, you're kind of, it's hard to experience it well because it's really hot and there's a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, maybe if we were there in December, it would be a different like sort of experience. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But that did impact my experience on this trip, especially during the day, that it was a little overwhelming with the amount of people. Yeah, I'm going to go for atmosphere and ambiance. I'm going to go A minus. I think it's overall outstanding. Maybe, I don't know. Compa- I'm trying to think now compared to other cities because there's definitely other cities that people love. And I think that's kind of a trash city. I'm not going to name names right now. But like, eh, I, that city doesn't I'll do it for name me. name names. No, Go I'm not naming it. names. I'll name names when we review these cities, when we right, review fine. these places. Stay tuned for more. All right, fine. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it's overall, it's unbelievable. It's fantastic. But I don't know. What do you think? I, on a world scale, went with the A minus as well. I mean, out of all the places we've mm. been in the world, this is one of the coolest places I've ever seen. The Fun- Duomo is insane. Funnily the food enough, prices are insane. The gelato and pastries are insane. We both, I think I asked you and you agreed that the city it reminds me of strangely enough in some ways maybe it's the the environment around it but it reminded me of spokane washington it did i don't know why because yes. those but something about just there was something in the air i don't know what it was yeah there was a particle and i don't know what it's called or what it is or what it does but it reminded me of Spokane. Maybe it was the fact that the river goes through the right through the middle of the city. Oh, but that's so beautiful. that's a lot of cities. But some cities. But it was as if Spokane had like really cool Renaissance yeah. stuff everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of and Spokane is cool. I we love Spokane last year summer when we drove through there. But uh, that was something that was weirdly stuck out to me. Yeah, the yeah. Duomo was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. The Piazza Michelangelo was amazing. Um, yeah. All right. So what do you A- think minus. for service? The service next? Yes. Yeah. Service is also tricky because I'm, we're encompassing everything. And I feel like the best service experience we probably had in Florence was when we went to the restaurant on the last night. Um, oh, the uh, the one by the construction site. Yes. That the we one that we gave about. an A minus to. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, really good that my friend recommended. It he, was by a construction site, but despite that, we still gave it an A minus. We still gave it an A minus. It's funny because we took a bunch of pictures for Instagram. Yes. And in the background, there's just all this construction, but who cares? It's it amazing. It was still amazing. Yeah, it still was amazing. still so worth it. Yeah. And he even remembered my friends who had recommended it when they went there on their honeymoon, which was really cool. He was our best probably service experience. Overall, in the restaurants in Florence, I feel like we had decent service. Nothing other than that really stands out to me. A lot of service experiences you get in Italy, it's kind of like you don't have one waiter or waitress. It's everybody's helping everybody. Which is funny because the first maybe couple weeks there, we almost thought that the service wasn't as good as back home because of stuff like that yeah and then the more we started thinking about it we started realizing this might just be a cultural difference and we're just being ignorant americans yeah. which i mean that's part of the experience you got to go and being ignorant a little bit and that was something that once i realized I, I thought oh okay that makes sense that it's not it's just different and I, yes but at the same time i don't know if i like that better i kind of like in america how you have somebody and they say oh i'm going to be serving you today I'm your person. How are you? Where are you from? What are you doing? Because we still did get that in instances as in that restaurant that we were at. The guy was talking to us, asking us where we were. So it is possible. Some places do do it, but you don't you don't get it a lot. Um, 
So that was something that definitely stood out to me as well. So what do you think for service grade? I think for service, even comparing it to other cities we've been to and other cities in Italy we've been to, I think the service in Florence was probably a B minus. Yeah, I was going to go B. I thought it was it was pretty good and thinking at least compared to Italy, but compared to other cities throughout the world, I thought it was definitely above average. But again, there is that difference that I don't know if it's necessarily what I look for, but it was still really good. I I mean, overall, it was a very positive experience. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Nothing striking or bad. Nobody (laughs) laughed in my face at trying to talk in Italian. But there were definitely a lot of people who weren't interested. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to talk it. And that was unanimous yeah, across yeah. Italy. Yeah, and they're busy. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't relegated to Florence. Yes. That was something that I saw in many places I went to. But there were, then there were other people who thought, ah, see, sí, yeah. you know, you're trying stupido americano. Oh, yeah. And I said, see, sí, see, sí. <laughs> yeah, molto stupido. That's me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> food. Food. Um. So food, I thought here... I really like the food in Florence. Me too. So the thing I noticed, the the main sort of difference between the the north and the south is the north seems more, I don't know if you would call it rustic, but it's more like meats and cheeses and that sort of vibe. Great point. Whereas yeah. the south is seafood. Fish, fish, Molto fish. Molto Everywhere. Fish, 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 yeah. fish, 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 pasta. Just fish. They'll bring you lobsters to look at and then smash its head and wring it dry and fry yeah, it, it in front of you. It is not a place for vegetarians. It's not a place in for, the South. Yeah. In the South. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I, I really liked the food in Florence. Um, Me I too. thought it was very well balanced too. It wasn't like it was a bunch of heavy meats and cheeses. Even that pork cheese thing that you got was, it was somehow very light. It was very filling at the same time. Um, the cafe food that we had was great. The breakfast that we had everywhere, the toast, the croissants. You, yeah, I, I felt like Florence was my second favorite place out for of food? all the places for food. I think I agree with you. And I, and I think I know think which one that maybe you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> maybe if we spent a little more time in Florence and had tried more things, yeah, it might true. even be our favorite. You know, we had less dining options just because we had less time. Yes, true. But I thought the food was top notch i don't remember going to a city in america to be honest where i've liked the food as much yeah i'm gonna go oh wait you go no you go i go yes i'm gonna go a minus for the food i thought it was overall outstanding um what is it that makes you go a minus what would you want better i'm trying to think now i'm panicking i don't remember (laughs) because i feel like for me if i compare it to other cities in America, my favorite city for food, surprisingly, is Philly. I feel like we've had yeah, the Philly, best food in right. Philly. Right? All the Philly episodes we did, uh, we were like, the food. great food again. The food, the food, the food. Yeah. But I would put the food in Florence on par with Philly. I think it was that first night that we ate. I, w- I kind of felt like the food was just good. Yeah, that's the first restaurant we went to. Yeah. That was also before I had a really good system for figuring yeah. out and also the, find the pizza compared to pizza we had throughout the rest of the of Italy, it was good, but it wasn't as good as a lot of the other pizza we had. That's true. So I think that's why, I, again, more and more, I just go with my gut. I don't know. I feel like it's an A minus. Yeah, I still was curious, like what you were thinking. Because I wasn't thinking. I was feeling. I was. I'm I was an American. <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't have to. I can feel. Um, I. I'm a real boy. 
I'm a real American boy. <laughs> All right, just give your grade. I was going to go A just because okay. I loved it so much. I won't argue that. Yeah I, yeah, I just loved it so much. I thought it was my, like I said, it was my second favorite, but probably one of my favorite city uh, foods in the in the world. Okay. And uh, what about drink then? For drinks, the first thing I want to say, I think it's my turn. Yeah, go for it. The first thing I want to say is that you are in the Tuscany region and you get to drink the amazing Tuscany wines. And there was some good wine. I mean, we didn't such good wine. We didn't have a chance to have a lot of it, but the the wine that we had was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I loved all the wines. I really liked um the coffee in Florence. Mm-hmm. We had some good coffee. We were able to get a pour over for you, which was one of so, the few, very, and a brewery. Yeah, so very briefly, because this is something that we were trying to figure out in doing our research to prepare for the trip. Where are all the coffee roasters and breweries? Obviously, the brewery part is simple enough because you don't think of beer when you think of Italy. You think of wine, and there's a lot of wineries, obviously. But at the same time, they still drink a lot of beer in Italy. They still drink Peroni, and there's Stella. There's, I mean, there's beer there, and we saw people drinking it. We drank it. But it's different. They don't have the culture that we have where you have a craft brewery set up and you can go there and drink beer. There are people who brew and they seem in general to distribute two bars. And that's where you go to get craft beer. Same thing with coffee. There aren't these coffee roasters like in America where you can go to and meet the roasters and and try their beans. Maybe there are and we just didn't find them because whatever. But more or less, there was just a lot of great coffee that people sourced from specific roasters and featured in their cafes. So that was the main distinction that I feel as if we learned through our coffee and beer experience there. And luckily in Florence, the first stop, we did find a it was it was a brewery, but still it wasn't like America where you had the brewing, the fermenter tanks and the brewery equipment. And they featured it featured craft beer, craft beer from lots of different Brewers. breweries in italy in in florence in, in florence in particular and the brewery was actually had some really good beers they had that honey ale that we tried yes i thought i forget what i graded it maybe at the time but i remember thinking that it was b plus i had a pretty good pilsner a yeah B+ I, remember, pilsner. I remember thinking it was really good beer and it was very distinct it was different they still had ipas and stuff that you would find in america interestingly yes. enough and aipas american ipas as yeah well. american ipas apas and in terms of coffee there that was something else where we didn't find a lot of pour overs we'll talk next week about rome the one pour over we did i think i did have which was an interesting experience but here in florence i had that one at ben's cafe which was good i mean it was above average and i had an iced coffee an iced latte here that was one of our best of the trip if you remember that was really good and that's sort of something else we learned that the strength of italian coffee right now at least isn't in fancy lattes and pour overs like that's what in america if you want really great coffee you want to try to find in italy you want to find a really well-balanced cappuccino and really well-balanced espresso and a really clean espresso machine with someone who really knows how to use it which in general you will find that's part of the culture and it's way cheaper and and, uh, we learned that the average espresso and cappuccino together cost about 250 yeah on average whereas yes back home here in new york one espresso shot might run you $3. When we do reviews for the podcast in America, if we go to a coffee roaster, you, you know, we're going to a small business, so we don't mind spending the money. But we we go in and if we order two yeah. drinks and a small 
something to try when normally spending at least $30. Well, yeah, it starts to add up really quick. It adds up quick, yeah. especially if we buy a little merch or a bag of beans or something like that. Yeah. But and we, we don't mind because yeah, we've you spent know, hundreds of dollars yeah. at places. We Fundati. <laughs> yeah, shout out Fundati. <laughs> but we don't mind because we're supporting a small business and we want the mugs and we want the merch and we want to rep the small businesses. Yeah. But in Italy, I think, you know, we talked about some of the prices, but even some of the coffee we had in Florence, we're spending six dollars and we're getting two coffees and a pastry that yeah. was made in the back, which is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and with like the highest of quality ingredients, especially the food. But I do love. We'll talk about this later. But I do love um, our Long Island coffee roasters. Oh yeah, 100%. so yeah. that that was really great to come back and get really excited to check out some more coffee roasters here because America is does have something really unique. It seems like which is actually when it comes to this, it was something that I was really excited thinking yeah. about the podcast and how this is why we review these yeah. places back home. But anyways, yeah. So for for drinks, uh, I thought overall there were some really good ones. We did have a bad limoncello. So. That's why my grade for drinks is going to be A minus. Same. Because those shit lemoncello that I had bring it down. Otherwise, I think it's. They brought it down. I think it's A grade because you have these amazing Tuscan wines. You have some interesting stuff going on with some of these coffees and the, the just really good, well balanced Italian coffees in general. Um, I thought overall it was great. So did I. Wow. So what do we have for our tally? So our report ca- card for our first city report that we're CAD. <laughs> apparently you're, you're back did in America. We go to, did we go to the south of oh, this Boston. trip or Boston? <laughs> Get your report cards. <laughs> do do like a baseball thing. Get your report cards here. Report cards. Get your report cards. <laughs> All right, just read the grades. Okay, <laughs> what's wrong with you? For atmosphere and ambiance, Joe gave an A minus. I gave an A minus. For service, Joe gave a B. I gave a B minus. For food. Joe gave an A minus. I gave an A. And for drinks, we both gave an A minus. I know my grade. I know my grade as well. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. F a minus. For Florence. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go A minus. Yeah. I think that's clear. Yes. And to reiterate, this is an A minus for our Florence experience. As we were saying, if we go a different time of year, that experience might be different. And right. if you go a different time of year, your experience similarly may change and you may say they're crazy. This is a solid A or I don't know, maybe it snows there in winter. I have no idea. And the cobblestones are slippery because that's a problem. And you slip and fall and you break your head and you say <laughs> this city sucks. They got slippery cobblestones killing people left and right. F F for freaking slippery. You know, that can happen. It so happen. <laughs> this is an A minus from a grade podcast for our Florence experience. Yes, absolutely. And I think we should end this off with a recommendation from each of us of what is the best thing to do in Florence and one recommendation for the city. Duomo. Duomo. Climate. Climate. You should climb it. Climate? Like climate change? No, or- you, you should climb the step. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think like you're you were saying climate. Are you drinking limoncello while I'm not looking? No, I'm jet lagged. <laughs> oh, that checks out. I did drink a bottle I don't know of limoncello what last time night. it is right now. I am very confused. Yeah. So climbing the Duomo, I totally agree. Highly recommend. Get the ticket. Super cheap. That's a great recommendation. I want to give a different one. My recommendation would be to go to the Duomo Museum rather than see a good one. the David. Yeah. Yeah. I think even if you don't love museums, this is small. It's 
a manageable museum. It doesn't take that long. There's such incredible sculptures in there. Renaissance art. It is incredible. Gives you a really great feel for the city. I would do that and recommend that probably over waiting online in the sun for the David. And I would say if you don't like museums, get real and go suck an egg. That's what I would say. You would. I would. Suck a Florence egg or a Long Island egg. I think we need to stop now. <laughs> also climb up to the Piazza Michelangelo. We are still Watch a little jet lagged, I'm realizing Yeah, I'm now. jet lagged. As, as we come to the close, I'm like, oh, we've been talking a while. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's our, our Florence experience. Uh, really, I get why people schedule trips there now. I'm and so glad we didn't I, skip it. I, th- I think, I mean, we weaseled that in. That's why we were only there a couple of days because we were supposed to have those days in Rome. And we kind of finagled so that we could do that and still have almost a full week in Rome, which we will talk about next, next week. week on the Yay! podcast. So if you like this nonsense, uh, we're going to have a lot of really great recommendations for, for Rome. Rome because we did it all pretty much. I mean, and we had a long we had a full week, so we yeah. really were able to dive deep. We yeah. learned really a lot. saw everything that we wanted to in yes. Rome, which was really cool. We saw so. all the big sites and some of the smaller all sites the hits. as well. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. It's good to be back. It's great to be back. An A minus for the city of Florence for which our experience of the city. Our of Florence. experience of the city of Florence. We loved it. Highly recommend. And thanks for coming along with us. This was so much fun. Yeah. So next week, uh, come back. Come back to Rome with us. Yes. You'll you'll enjoy it. I promise. I promise. There, there's there's some interesting experiences there even to fly to about. Rome with us next week. <sighs> I wish. And we will take you on a journey. We even of sa- we even said when we were leaving. Why, why don't we sounds. just stay a few more days in Rome? Let's just change the plane again. I know. I don't even want to say, but spoiler alert: yeah. well, Rome might be my favorite city in the world. Rome is pretty sweet. Yes. And there's lots of other shenanigans to come. There's so many weird stories. I mean, just insane taxi drivers. I'll wait till we get to the Amalfi Coast. Amalfi Coast. (laughs) But yeah. um, It'll probably be four episodes total. So we will get back to our regular content. Again, like we said at the beginning, we'll talk about Florence. Well, we have a surprise review after these yes. Italian experiences, which I'm going to tease and I'm not going to say. Yes, good idea. Where, so we have, where we're going after I'm so our first place back <laughs> after Italy. I have an idea too. If somebody guesses and sends us an email or an Instagram message at what our surprise review will be after the Italy episodes, we'll send you some merch. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that back. Yes. But you got to be the first one to do it. The first one to do it. First one to get it right. Because if you listen to our exit nonsense this long you deserve a chance at a prize yeah so dm us on instagram <laughs> or email us if you want free shit yes we got let it. us know what you think our review will be after our italy series so we're gonna have florence we just did rome sorrento Amalfi coast and then a surprise a surprise episode. a surprise episode back here in the states back here in the states guess what it's gonna be guess where we're gonna go where we're gonna go guess think about it you shouldn't have to think hard. Do, 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 do. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yes. Yeah, subscribe, follow, all that crap wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Grinder, Tinder, uh, Swindler, all of that. Tinder Swindler. We're on all of that. Uh, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Sign up. Become a Patreon. Become an A-grader. You get bonus shit. You get entered into free contests like this, I guess. I don't know. It's awesome. You can help support the podcast. Shout out to our Patreons. Yes. And thank you for sticking with us thank you so through much. our technical delays because 
I was worried, oh my God, we're never going to be able to podcast again. And then I remembered, we have all the equipment back here. We're so back, it's not baby. Really a problem. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Yes. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, that's everything. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. What? <laughs> what? Do the normal Italian. That is Not normal the Mario Italian. Italian. It's a me, a Joe from a great podcast. That's how Mario talks. Arrivederci, everybody. All right. Until next time, uh, stay safe, <laughs> be well, drink well, and uh, ciao. Ciao.